This week on Champions Advantage, we discuss all the news, including the newest superstar signed a WWE contract, the new WWE UK Performance Center, the latest results from TakeOver UK, Frank Mir making his pro wrestling debut, the AEW news, and so much more. But first, Mike, give me the first two things that come to mind about Chris Jericho signing to AEW. I think the Y2 brother's out there to change the world, and he's not going to stop until he does. All that and more, right after this. Welcome to a lethargic Champions Advantage. I feel like that's the, the proper word to describe both of us right now. We're... We can take the best out of us. Today yeah. took the best out of me. Yeah. And not like lethargic is like we just smoke pot. Lethargic is like it's 11 p.m. on Sunday night as we record this. And I'm not looking forward to work tomorrow. That's how, I, that's how I'm feeling, lethargic. I'm off and I don't look forward tomorrow. That's how lethargic I am. Yeah, but. Uh, I had a bad day today. That's understandable. Um, the Eagles let me down. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it was a good season. The issue is now, my old buddy, my old buddy Jack Daniels, is, I, was, I was talking to him today and is catching up to me. Were you the only one to drink from that bottle? I, the majority. That's that's impressive if that's the case. You know, when, when Drew Brees is ripping your asshole apart, you, you like to think well, Jack listen, Daniels. listen, but I'll be, I'll, I might be experiencing that next Sunday because... You got a bottle, it helps. Football-wise, I, I, I had a good weekend football-wise, but the bar kicked my ass Saturday night, and not Seamus and Cesaro. <laughs> I, I would kind of loved it if, they, if you were out, like, getting gas somewhere and Seamus and Cesaro beat the shit out of you. Dude, I'd, I'd be stumped. I'd be like, oh, shit, it's Cesaro, and he just fucking uppercuts me out of nowhere. And then Seamus' gigantic body comes out of nowhere. I was really hoping Seamus would answer that open, that open challenge. <laughs> did you see Ballard did an interview and uh, they asked him he's like did you what did you think of Devlin's comments about him being the best Irish wrestler and he goes well yeah he literally said well you, I don't know what Seamus thinks about that so that's awesome yeah but we'll get into all that uh, but we're gonna start out with the news and we will get into that right now So kicking off the news this week, WWE recently announced that a Worlds Collide tournament will be airing on the WWE Network. They haven't, I don't think it's going to be airing live, which is kind of upsetting, but it will be taking place during Royal Rumble access on the day before in the morning of the Royal Rumble. So this will feature uh, superstars from NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live, and basically there's 15 superstars and they are all in a 15-man battle royal to determine seeding. And the winner of the battle royal uh, gets a first-round bye. So I'm assuming, like, if you're the first one eliminated, you're the 15 seed, and then you'd face the 2 seed. I mean, that's the easy way to do it. I'm thinking that's how it's going to be. I mean, I don't know. They haven't really, like, specified. But these are the names that are in this tournament. Damn. From NXT, we have Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Dominic Dijakovic, <laughs> Keith Lee, and Otis Dozovic, which is kind of a, a curveball. Like you got four top guys in NXT, and then you get Otis. And I love Otis, but like one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, one of them. One of these things is very thick. From, I mean, Keith Lee's pretty thick too. Yeah, Keith Lee's gigantic. Yeah. From NXT UK, we have Mark Andrews, Tyler Bate, Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, and Liverpool's number one Zach Gibson. So that's a good that's a good quintet, I believe. Is that the term? Quintet? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Are you ready, look at you ready to fucking go. Flashing the knowledge. And from 205 Live, we have Cedric Alexander, Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, TJP, 
And they originally announced Humberto Carrillo, who made a bunch of appearances on, on NXT, and he's like, he's been very impressive. But the problem is he hasn't debuted on 205 Live yet, so they like threw a, so they like switched it out, and like the fifth 205 Live guy is to be announced. Where I'm pretty sure it's still gonna be Humberto unless they just totally change their minds. But so the winner of this tournament uh, will get a title shot for any championship on any of the three brands. So I guess like if Otis wins, could he challenge for the Cruiserweight Championship even though he's well over 205 pounds? I, I hope feel, so. I feel like that's a loophole. I hope so. So what do you think about this concept? Uh, I mean, it's a neat little thing. Something cool for Royal Rumble access. Yeah, it's a neat little thing, and the the, the people are gonna get it in the network. It's it's cool. You get these matchups you never thought you would. I know when people filed when the trade when people found that the trademark was filed, a lot of people had like really high expectations that it's gonna be a full blown WWE versus NXT show. So you're kind of disappointed that it's this instead, or and... maybe it's a little test to see where we where we can go with that. Yeah. Uh, I like I like that I like in theory like there yeah like you said there's a, there's some good matches like I like to see Cedric versus Velveteen or Adam Cole versus Tyler Bate like there's some matchups there to Adam be Cole had. Adam Cole versus Tyler Bate can tear it down. So I'm wondering if that means that Adam Cole and Velveteen won't be on Takeover because I mean if you work Access in the afternoon then we're Takeover at night I mean I guess it's it's doable for sure but I mean is, is there really anything neither one of them is really doing anything right now. Well, they were teasing. They were teasing putting them in the uh, the UK, not the UK, the North American title picture with Ricochet and Gargano. But from from the looks of this tournament, it appears like that will remain just a singles match. Which you think is the way it should be? Oh that no, match, I, that, that match will be insane. I 100 percent agree. But uh, that match will be out of its, out who's, of your, who's your way too early pick for Velveteen Dream? The World's Collide. Okay, and what what title do you have him challenging for? The the main NXT title, SmackDown Women's title. Well, I think it has to be from either NXT, NXT UK, or Two Hundred Five Live. I'm not. Yeah. No, I probably I'm not sure, but I'm. Assu- I'm assuming like. Good old Goldie. I'm assuming TJP can't win and just be like, I want the Intercontinental Title. I'm like, give me Brock. Yeah, I don't like think that's. No. Uh, yeah, the NXT Championship. I'm gonna go. Tyler Bate, and for the Cruiserweight Championship. Tyler Bate and Buddy Murphy would be a fucking banger. That is, that's a strong person. That's a strong person match. Yeah, that's big strong. There's some big strong boys in there. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean that's pretty much the, the scoop on the When Worlds Collide tournament. It's a, it's a cool little deal. I'm not mad at it. I hope, it, I hope it ends up on the network relatively soon because you know this is gonna be on Twitter like who won like minutes after it happened. So and I don't mind spoilers, but like. If they don't drop it until like three months later, I probably will, will never even get around to watching it. So I hope it's I hope it's somewhat timely. Um, but yeah, I think it's a cool little deal. Uh, it gives. I was wondering because they didn't really announce any live wrestling for Royal Rumble access, and at all their access shows they always have live wrestling. So looks like this will be it. Yeah, looks like the that will be the live wrestling for Royal Rumble access. I'm sure there'll be other matches too, but uh, that appears to be what they have lined up. So. I guess we should stay with NXT UK. This is going to be a very NXT UK heavy show. Um, they opened up the NXT UK Performance Center in London. Um, I believe it has two rings, 17,000 square feet, world-class strength and conditioning equipment, versatile content creation infrastructure, and it's basically a smaller version of the Orlando Performance Center. 
and they called it step one of their global localization. So Which I love the term. Yeah, what, what, what do you think this means, and where do you think the next uh, performance center is going to pop up? I think it means they're going to try to sign as much talent as possible, even if it's to have to work out the performance center. There's a lot of content to be had out there. We have a whole show just in the UK now for NXT, so it makes sense, and I think the next one's going to be in Mexico. I think Mexico and Japan are, like, the two, like... I don't think they go into Japan. I don't know, man. Why, why not? You know how many, like... I don't see why not. I don't either, but I don't think they will. I think they will. I well, they, they, According to them, they plan on having one on, like, every continent eventually, so... That's the right way to go about it, I think. It's, people love NXT. The Performance Center seems to be as what, what it's meant to be. Uh, for younger talent, and uh, these can give guys that don't want to leave the UK a little run for their money here. So here's here's the thing with NXT UK. A lot of people believe it was formed, and they're probably right, because World of Sport was coming back, and that was like, that was going to be a big threat to the WWE TV market. So they said, hey, we're going to give these guys their own show. And they had the inaugural tournament, and then the World of Sport talks kind of stalled, and I don't want to say they ignored the division because, like, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate were, like, heavily focused on NXT during their title reigns. And they defended their titles at, like, indie promotions all across the world. But it seems like NXT UK, the, like, weekly television show, only became a thing once World of Sport got off the ground. So what are your thoughts? Do, do, do you think that they truly do just want to have something for your for european guys as a home base or do you think world of sport had a lot of influence over the nxt uk brand and the opening of this performance center i mean i think it could be both because i mean, base, I mean basically more content's they, not a problem we're gonna watch it regardless and uh we'll get into how good it was later how bad but uh i don't know i think i think it's just i think i think thinking any more than it's just in a performance center will be overthinking it horrendously but I mean, World of Sport probably wanted Tyler Bate, wanted Pete Dunne, wanted Mark Andrews, wanted the Coffees, and then all of a sudden WWE starts this UK division out of nowhere. Like the timing just seems suspicious to me. No, that's and true. It, it could be very World of Sport, World of Sport related. I, I, one thousand percent think it was. Even Jericho said he's pretty sure it was. And he, what he says is God. What he says is all the truth. I don't know about that. He's but yeah. uh... I think it's I think it's a, a a good thing. I think it's good because even if it was in response to World of Sport, now they're paying attention to it and it's getting like the proper respect. Like it's actually come to fruition as a weekly TV show. They have they have three championship titles that now all have holders and I don't know, man. It's just it's I guess it's good. I don't I really. I don't think it's necessary, but I understand their their global strategy. But I don't know, man. It's just it seems like Triple H is almost trying to recreate the territories and just like Triple H wants to be the NWA. Not necessarily a bad idea. I guess. But uh that's kind of the scoop on the WWE United Kingdom Performance Center. Um So some more wrestling news. UFC, former UFC World Heavyweight Champion Frank Mir it was announced he will make his pro wrestling debut at, Global, at Game Changer Wrestling GCW's Bloodsport event. Now, basically, if you've never heard of Bloodsport, it happens every year during WrestleMania weekend, and it's kind of like a hybrid of 
pro wrestling and mixed martial arts. Like there's there's no ropes and the only ways the only way you could win is knockout or submission. Like for example, last year the main event was uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Matt Riddle. You know he's knocking out somebody. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's it's worked. But I guess and it used to be Matt Riddle's blood sport. It used to be like how it's Joey Janela's spring break. It used to be Matt Riddle's blood sport. But obviously Matt Riddle is prior commitments that weekend now. So it is now Josh Barnett's blood sport. <laughs> so I guess that's I Josh guess, Barnett. Yeah. Which, he's also a, a legendary mixed martial arts figure. So yeah, I, guess I mean, a, it's starting as another poaching from uh, that world and our world. I guess it's a, a suitable replacement. And you're, you're a casual UFC guy, right? So you've seen Frank Mira, obviously. Oh, yeah. Former UFC heavyweight champion. Beat Brock Lesnar in Brock Lesnar's UFC debut. Do you think he looks like the guy that could make the, the, the transition from mixed martial arts to pro wrestling? Do you think he's... I mean, I he has the look. He has definitely has the look. He's, I mean, he's a little older now. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say who will and will not take the wrestling because people you don't think that will always do, and people that you think will like, oh, they'll pick up quick, never do. So yeah, I guess it's just one of those wait and see. But if you're if you're interested in uh, blood sport, it'll take place April fourth, Jersey City, at the White Eagle Hall. And other names that are confirmed to appear include uh, Josh Barnett, obviously. Of course. Filthy Tom Lawler, Jonathan Gresham, and Timothy Thatcher. So there's some... So all the yellow UFC brothers. There's some great shooters and great workers there. Jonathan Gresham is, like, one of the best workers around. Like, he had a match with Zack Sabre Jr. at Final Battle. It was ridiculous. Um, so that's another question that I kind of want to bring up. So, with the formation of AEW... Guys are getting assigned to a lot more exclusive contracts. Like, Bandito could work Mexico still, but in the U.S. he's exclusive to Ring of Honor. I believe he will still be able to do the WrestleCon Super Show because he committed to it before he signed the contract. But do you think exclusive deals like this will hurt some of these mania Super Shows, like WrestleCon Super Show? Like, where do you feel that the talent will come from, and do you think that's going to be an issue in the future? Because it seems like like AEW is the unique uh, company that's like, Everybody's contract says different things. Like I know MJF is still gonna be able to create a pro. Uh, Janela kind of had to do these things. Janela could still do all his spring breaks. Jericho could still do New Japan. Like everyone's contract is basically different. It's not like it's not like WWE or Ring of Honor where it's like, hey, Ring of Honor is like a little more lenient because they'll let you work other places overseas. Yes, but obviously WWE is not gonna let. Well, that's WWE will let you work like Evolve, but they basically have one foot in the door and Evolve and uh, Progress and ICW. So. Where do you think? What do you think the future of of the true independent scene is? I don't mean like I I don't consider AEW and New Japan and Impact independents. They're run by billionaires and millionaires. So, well, do you think? What do you think the health of independent wrestling is? Because man, from like the past five or six years, is on a crazy like resurgence. I mean, I think we'll be okay. It's getting tough now because you're losing you're losing some of its biggest stars if you're not counting AEW. But that's a little more indie than I think you're giving it credit for. But uh, I don't know. It's, well, we it's gotta weird. see what this TV deals with first. Though. Yeah, no, you're right. There, there's a, there's a, there'll be new a whole new breed. Then there's wrestling everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Wrestling is bigger now than it ever was. I think the so. company that I feel is gonna get screwed the most is PWG because yes, they I don't have their, they don't have their own roster. They basically take the best of the best of the indies and. Yes, no, besides guys, the guys start signing exclusive contracts, they're not be able to do that. But PWG doesn't run enough shows to, like, No, they do one show every three months. Yeah, it's like, so, 
I don't know. Hopefully, PWG finds finds a way to collaborate. With I mean, I'm sure they'll be they'll be able to figure it out. They've dealt with some harder shit. Well, I mean, like, I feel like all elite guys would be cool with it because, like, the Bucks love PWG. Like, I don't think they'll work it anymore. But I'm sure if like MJF came up and was like, "Hey, can I work this PWG show?" I'm sure as long as it didn't conflict with an AEW date, they'd probably be like, "Go ahead." Yeah, I mean, they seem lenient like that. Yeah, it's just uh it's just we're in a, we're in an interesting time. It seems like shit is about to change a lot. Um, yeah, we were waiting we're waiting to see what this is the what this AEW shit is. I mean, we know what it is, but are they gonna land a TV deal? How big do they seem like they're gonna get? How big do they want to be? Well, I think they want to be big, obviously, but... Uh, but I think they're realistic. Well, yeah. Jericho even said, like, we're not going to challenge the WWE in even, like, five years. Like, it's going to it's gonna take a while to build us up as a legitimate brand, and that's why he basically said he signed there, because he, he kind of he let the cat out of the bag unless... Because unless, he said people may not know Kenny, people may not know the Bucks, mm-hmm. people may not know Cody. Well, it also could have been, like, a Freudian slip. Well, I think it could have been, too. Like, I... Just because Kenny's he, lumped in with those yeah, guys. Yeah, he's, he's associated with those yeah. people. But I think... But we both think he's going I think there, it's so. 99.9% a done deal. I'll never say 100 because and Vince McMahon could fucking pop up at the last second with a fucking gold boat full of cash and maybe that would... But I've said all along, Kenny seems like the guy that values his art more than a dollar sign and it's not like he'll be making peanuts in AEW anyway. No, he'll be doing good. So I think that's... Plus, plus he'll probably be able to still work New Japan, and I know that's what he really wants, so... Yeah, he likes... He's all about that culture and shit. Yeah, so... I guess that does it for that part of the news. Um, Up next in the news, uh, Trevor Lee finally announced that he has signed with WWE. I mean, the writing has pretty much been on the wall for months and months. I think we even mentioned it in, like, November on this podcast that he was... he's He's been almost signed for a while now. Yeah, well, I guess he, he finally finished up his indie dates, or he's close to finishing them up. And uh, he announced uh, that he will be starting in NXT. Um, have you seen a lot of Have you seen a lot of uh, Trevor Lee? Outside of clips, not really. He's great. He's, he, is, he is pretty good from what I've seen. So he was at WrestleCon Super Show, and he, he does the same gimmick at PWG, where he's a heel. And his heel character is that he's Impact Wrestling Superstar Trevor Lee. <laughs> and, dude, it gets, like, it gets heat because, like... There's no such thing as an Impact Wrestling Superstar? Not even that, but he was doing it before, like, Don Callis took over and it was cool again to be an Impact Wrestling Superstar. Like, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, I wouldn't admit that for a while there. Yeah, like, now, like, Pentagon's there, Ray Phoenix is there. They got, they're on, they got their new deal with Pursuit. They're on Twitch, which I thought... We should probably mention that, too, that... that Impact Wrestling is now streaming every Friday night on Twitch. So. I mean, if there's one way to get me to watch it, that's it. I'm Did you watch out. it Friday? No. Okay. I, was... I didn't. Friday, I was home sleeping quickly. Yeah, I don't watch it either, but I, my excuse is I was working. I don't have an excuse. So, Trevor Lee's great. You're going you're gonna to love his work. He's basically a hardy boy. He came up with all those guys. Um, his dad and Matt were very close. His dad passed away a couple months ago. Uh, so, uh, two more new faces that are also joining the WWE is two former Mae Young Classic competitors, Jazzy Gabbert and Kaylee Ray. Uh, Kaylee Ray is a great Scottish independent worker. She's, if you haven't seen her stuff, 
I have actually. Check cool. She's she's very good. And Jazzy Gabbard's an interesting one because she was the she was the alpha female in the first season of the Mae Young Classic. And the, I believe they tried signing her, but she didn't pass her physical because she's had like a boatload of concussions. But I guess with this changing landscape and wrestling, you feel like maybe they're being a little more lenient and no, I'm not saying I mean, I'm not saying that concussions are very serious nowadays. But I mean they let Brian back and we never thought that would happen. And he did he did a lot of work to get back. And maybe she did too, who knows? I hope she did. <laughs> this is just riveting stuff. It is, it's fantastic. This is riveting. Um anyway. So I guess let's hop into the AEW discussion. Oh, first, speaking of uh, on SmackDown, Rey Mysterio hit. I believe on on Instagram he, he wants to he wants to call it the Latin Destroyer because he's not Canadian, which I, I mean, guess makes that's sense. That's fair, yeah. So, and then I believe I I don't did Matt Riddle get hit with the move or did he hit the because someone there was another one on NXT house show. Yeah, I forget. And it's Matt, Riddle, Matt Riddle. Riddle was in the match. I think he did it. So. That's two Canadian destroyers in WWE within a week. What do you think the the whole sudden now this is allowed hasn't been allowed for years? What do you, what do you think? Though? Well, there's one or two options. Either they're just doing it and nobody gives a fuck, or uh, they're gonna loosen up a little bit. I think they're gonna loosen. Up I don't a think bit. that. I don't think at all it was on purpose. I don't think it was at all on accident. Oh no, to say. no. Like did that night. Uh, and a Canadian destroyer was in for the cards, and WWE pushed and it. They hit hard. it nice too, and they pushed it hard. Like they tweeted about it like five times. It was were, wild. It was because they were like it broke Twitter for a while. Because like Rey Mysterio, like him and Almas had each other's hands, and then like Rey springed up off Almas's chest and hit it all in one motion. It was crazy. Yeah, Rey coming down is interesting. Yeah, um, and out of all people to hit the destroyer, I Rey Rey isn't one of the ones I'd be. Like, I, I have no doubt he could do it, obviously, but it just seems like... There's, I, I feel like there's other candidates. Like, I could see Mustafa Ali doing it. Oh, he's than, the greatest. He is the greatest. Um, but, yeah, so I don't, I, don't think it's on, I don't think it's on accident either. Do you think maybe we'll finally get to see Kevin Owens hit a package pile driver yes, sometime in the Yes, the first thing I thought about it when I saw the Canadian Destroyer. That's... That's where my mind went to. I was like, "Oh, please give us a package pile driver. Give us, give us, uh, well, not not as Steen and Generico, like give us Owens and Zayn, but let them do the brain buster into the fucking uh, package pile driver tag finisher. That's so awesome. Great. Yeah, so that's great. awesome. Um, so I guess as we finish up the news, AW rally. I know you didn't watch it. Yeah, I was unable. But I kind of got the bullet points. Yeah. Um. It was exciting, but I kind of wish they they mic'd the crowd because I guarantee when Pac and Jericho came out, they were probably going ape shit. Oh, God, yeah. But you didn't hear any of it. No, it was a weird, very bad sound. And, like, Conrad would be like, who's ready for the revolution in wrestling? And, like, there'd be no response because the crowd isn't mic'd. Yeah, it was just and a bunch Conrad, of guys standing on the street. And then Conrad would be like, yeah, because <laughs> I'm sure they were making noise. They're probably losing their fucking minds. But I don't know if Conrad's, like, their go-to host now. And and uh, he was getting a little heated on that because he was he said uh, like a year ago right after All In that they shouldn't start their own promotion because it's a giant undertaking and they wouldn't really know what they're doing. And now he's kind of the AEW shill. So yeah, that's very true. But I mean, Jericho said he'd never work in America besides the WWE, and his his viewpoint changed, so everyone could change their viewpoints. Speaking of that, um, 
what was your reaction first? We'll, we'll start with Pac since he's his kind of got spoiled, but it was still, I guess, surprising to see him, especially when he had multiple offers to return to TV in America, and he turned them all down before finally taking this one. First of all, what are your thoughts on him showing up to the press conference in his gear? It's absolutely huge for him to get for them to have him. Oh yeah. But the press conference was awesome. There was pyro fucking everywhere. Oh yeah, for Jericho especially. He, the camera was panned out and he was wearing his glasses. It looked very cool. Uh yeah, I I can't get over Pac showing up to a press conference in his gear. Like I feel like he just hopped off a plane straight from fucking Japan. Oh yeah, he's he in his fucking abs. Yeah. He, and I like the fact that he's bringing the Dragon Gate title around. I mean, yeah, he can probably defend it in the Fed in that Fed. Probably, maybe, who knows? I mean, you'll get a little get drag, get some shine, you know. Mm-hmm. So let's go over the confirmed roster for AEW right now. Um, I believe last I saw it was at thirteen names. Let me just pull it up real quick. So we could start with the obvious: Cody, the Young Bucks, uh, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, Hangman Page, Chris Jericho. Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, Joey Janela, MJF, Pac, and then the the guys from the Oriental Wrestling Entertainment, OWE. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher some of these names, but I'm going to go for it. Sima, El Lindaman, T-Hawk, Takahiro Yamamura, and those are all the males. And for females, we have Brandy Rhodes, Britt Baker, and Penelope Ford. So obviously, we could probably add Omega to that once February 1st rolls around. And I know ROH is probably going to make a play to keep him, but I think it's a pretty safe bet we could add Marty to that list when yeah, April rolls around. I think so does Marty. So does Marty's uh, contract's up. He's going. So with that being, that's obviously going to be the core of the group. I think I think... Like, they're probably going to sign some other guys, obviously, but I think those are going to be, like, the superstar superstars, at least at first starting out. What do you think of that as a core? Anything really stand out to you? It's a great core, but I know we've been talking about this. They yeah, need, I, was, I was setting you up for this. They I'm, need somebody different. They all fucking look the same. They're all the same wrestler. So, I mean, like, if Walter wanted to leave. Well, I was going to say, Walter would have been Walter would have been the, like, that's Walter who I have in mind for yeah. this. But they just got. They need somebody that looks a little different. They have. They're gonna have trouble with their undercard. I think. They need. They need to build an undercard. That's very important. I think. Well, I think. I think. They Jan- have their. Stars. I think Janela and MJF are some good undercard players. Uh, and it also depends how big of a roster they want. I don't know. Well, I mean, if if they if they want weekly television, they're probably gonna need at least thirty to thirty five. Yeah. I'd say. But we don't know where that what that TV deal is. So. No. Yeah. Well, there is none yet. As yeah. Of, as well, of, supposedly there is one. But, well, supposedly there's three on the table, but none of them are signed. So Well, we should find out very quickly then. But, uh, yeah. I but think that could also the... be a bluff. Who, who no, knows? Yeah, you don't know with them. But you you could have, uh, you need you need an undercard. You need some bigger guys, I think. And I have faith in them that they'll figure it out, but that's what I would focus on if I was them. See, my, my, more con- my main concern is the women's division, just because, like, all the really good women women's talent is snatched up by like everywhere. Ring of Honor is starting to put more focus on their women's division. Like they have uh, Tennille Dashwood, formerly known as Emma. They have uh, Madison Reigns in Ring of Honor now. Um, 
who else? I'm drawing a blank here. Kelly, uh, Mandy, Mandy Leone's in Ring of Honor. And then WWE's been snatching up women. Like, uh, supposedly Viper just signed with WWE. She was in the first May Young Classic. She was Piper Niven, wasn't yes. she? Yes. Yes. So, uh, I, I read somewhere that she signed with WWE. I haven't gotten that confirmed. But uh, obviously they got Deanna Perrazzo. They, got, they just got Chelsea Green a couple months ago. It seems like all the women have been just getting snatched up by everywhere. So, AEW got a good one on Britt Baker. She's she's very good. But... <coughs> Excuse me, Dr. Britt Baker. Yes, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I just don't know where they're going to find this talent for this women's division because right now they got Penelope Ford, Brandy, and Britt Baker. Yeah, it's, they're going to run into some trouble. They're going to run into some trouble. Like I said, I wish them the best, but they need an undercard in the women's division. They have a long way to go yet. They need a tag division. Like right now, all they really have are the Young Bucks and SCU. Yeah, they can't do that match over and over again. So, and like, yeah, it's only January, but the first show's in May. That's four yeah. months from now, you know what I mean? That's not a long time, like, wrestling-wise. And I guess the other AEW rumor that's going around is a lot of people seem to be of the opinion that once uh, New Japan fulfills their commitments with the Garden Show with Ring of Honor, that they may dump Ring of Honor and go with AEW. Do you think... Do you, first of all, do you see it happening? And second of all, what do you feel is more important, star power or loyalty? Uh, actually, I do see it happen. And uh, I don't know. It depends who you ask in that question. Loyalty for some people who are getting slighted by that or star power in the people that are working there. I see it happening for one reason, Kenny Omega. Yeah. They need him. Kenny Omega needs to travel the world and wrestle. And and Kenny wants to work in New Japan. And I know the Bucks and Cody said they would still want to work in New Japan if it's at all possible. <coughs> and, yeah, they'll work something out, I think. And a New Japan-AEW combo has more potential to me than than an ROH-New uh, Japan combo. No, I agree completely. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at with the news. A um, little bit of news to talk about, but... Oh, special, uh, 205 is going back to Tuesdays. Yeah, 205 Live will be on tonight at 10 p.m., back to its normal start time. Yeah, we should probably discuss that a little bit. Good move, bad move? I, I think it's I would, a bad yeah. move. I liked it on Wednesdays, but is there a reason why they're going back to Tuesdays? Yeah, because Mixed Match Challenge is over. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I liked it on Wednesdays, but I don't think it's going to affect it that much. Well, or if, I think it should go on before SmackDown. That's what I'm saying. Like, the crowd's going to be dead again, you know what I mean? Like when, yeah, Everybody's either going to leave or not care. When when it was on Wednesdays, they'd tape it right before SmackDown, and like, when people go to a live wrestling show, the opening match could be Jimmy Scranton versus Johnny Wilkesbury, and they're gonna which, go, which happened a thousand times, and they're gonna go crazy when that when those first two guys walk through the curtain because it's the start of the show, and Mustafa was talking about this on Jericho's podcast. Him and Arya Davari had to follow a John Cena Randy Orton two out of three falls match. Yeah, that's wild. Now, if I'm just a casual w, like obviously we're hardcore fans, like we're gonna be excited to see Mustafa Ali work. But if I'm 10-year-old Jimmy and you're 10-year-old... Mike. Well, I was going to use a fake name because he was a fake name for me. 10-year-old Freddie. Okay. 10-year-old Freddie. We we're, we're probably big Randy Orton and John Cena guys because, like, you know, they're the, they're the poster Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a child and I love stopping on every appendage. Well, that's what, that, that's what children do, isn't it? Oh, yes. But when you just see Mustafa Ali come out, you'd probably just be like, all right, I'm tired. I'm Who is this fucking geek? I'm going to bed. And then, or I'm going to bed. Yeah, so it's... I feel like they're so hell-bent on having it live when it's possible just because it's called 205 Live. 
I really don't think it makes a difference. Like, if they... Maybe maybe they'll air it at 10, but record it before SmackDown still. I think that's what they should do. That's that's because get the crowd going. for you. It's, it works better off for SmackDown. Well, they so. need to record it before SmackDown, regardless of when they're airing it. If they want to air it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it doesn't really matter. It's no, just, the more important is when, where, and yeah, when Yeah, when they, the uh, live crowd sees it. Because yeah. It depends what kind of reaction it's going to get. Because... I'll give them credit. They're usually pretty good at hiding those empty seats. I don't know how they do it, but... They've been doing it for years. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Oh, yes. Um, but, yeah, so 205 Live has a tough little... So so do you think that... We should talk about that, too. So now Mustafa Ali is obviously permanent member of SmackDown. Do you see that being a, a more regular thing where people kind of get called up from 205 Live? Like, do you think, like, Cedric might just be a raw superstar one day? Potentially. It's working out for Mustafa. It is. I mean, it's still very early on. He's going to be in the Royal Rumble, though, which I'm excited about. Yeah, him with all those different guys could make, could make some incredible things. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I guess it shows that you can break through the glass ceiling of 205 Live. Uh, I don't know. I just wish they wouldn't, everything wouldn't be so segregated. Like, Mustafa Ali should be able to face Daniel Bryan, then go back and face Buddy Murphy the next week. I hate, like... No, oh, I agree completely. I don't know. That's just my two cents. I, I guess they know. It's a gripe. I understand. They it. know better than I do. They're running the company, and I'm sitting here talking about it at 11:30 on a Sunday night. So, I guess they're laughing to the bank, and I'm crying myself to sleep. Yeah, I feel that. Let's get into some takeover UK. Why don't we? Right after this. Absolutely. NXT TakeOver Blackpool took place at the Empress Ballroom in Blackpool, England, home of Will I Am Regal. The man's man. The real man's man. You know, he squeezes his own orange juice. That's the funniest shit of all time. I'm sorry. You know what? Is it bad that I feel like he could have made that gimmick work? I mean, not in the current state he was in. Well, no, there was, there was issues. There was issues. Did you, did, you, did you see what he was addicted to? No. It was like an energy drink. I love it. It was... He was ordering cases of them and just drinking them and just wasting away. Alright, well, NXT TakeOver Blackpool. NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool, I should say. Uh, Ember's Ballroom. Awesome there, venue. There were three dark matches, which we obviously didn't see because we weren't there. But I'll give you the results anyway. Legero <sighs> defeated Saxton Huxley. I love that name. Saxton Huxley? It's like Sex and Hardcastle. Yeah, it is. Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner defeated Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. You're a big Marcel Bartel guy, aren't you? Dude, he's great. I hope Walter goes... And Fabian Eichner. They're both great. I hope I hope uh, they put Walter with those two. <coughs> That'd be awesome. But from the looks of Walter's debut, it seems like he's going to be a baby face. And he's going to be very rocket-strapped. And he's also challenging for the UK title immediately, and which he is will the right call. It. And he will win it. I really hope we get which that... Which is the right call. I really hope we get that match to take over New York, but I don't think we will. I think they want to like, keep the UK stuff on the UK <coughs> stuff now. I know they might. I'm I'm interested, actually very interested to see what they would do with that. Like they gotta do something mania weekend, right? Yeah, gotta, it's mania weekend. They know people love it. Oh, by the way, Vince McMahon is great on Twitter. It's not really. It can't it's really not be. him. I know it's not. Isn't him. that so funny? He's like, yes, yes I did. Yes, I watch. did watch it. <laughs> like, don't, you know, he knew. He fucking knew. You're completely you're... missing the point. Like, mm. it was. It was. It was a good show. You want to know how I knew it wasn't Vince McMahon? 
You know how, like, it says, like, the... the it didn't like, say pal at the end of it? No, like, you know how it tells you, like, what device you tweet from now? Yeah. It said Twitter for iPhone, and I do not believe that Vincent Mann knows how to use an iPhone. You don't think he has, like, an iPhone 7? He probably does, but he has, like, he has no clue to use it. He, he might. He might be a savant with phones. You don't know. I don't know. Vince I'm, fucking McMahon. I'm not buying psycho. it. Did I, did, I, did I go over the third dark match yet or no? No. Jenny defeat a... Uh, uh, who did Jenny defeat? Iladon. The witch with the, the crazy vignettes. Yes. Alright, so the proper opener. Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate taking on the grizzled young veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake, in a tag team match to crown the inaugural NXT UK uh, Tag Team Championships. This went 23 minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, I think you kind of said it perfectly where Mustache Mountain are like the perfect openers because they're just... They, they should change their name to Kings of the Opener. I don't, they, think, I don't think they could have a bad match at this point. Those oh, guys are so good. They, they kicked it off. I told you, I, call, I called them kicking off the show in Brooklyn when we were there, and they're just they're just great. They're fucking awesome. Um, we should mention that they paid tribute to the British Bulldogs with their gear, so that was a nice little touch. Uh, Trent, Trent Seven, not Trent, Tyler Bate is an extremely strong boy. I know, like, big strong boys is their thing, but, like... Yeah, no, it's, it's almost... He's, he's seen a strong... Yeah, it's like he's he's I hate he's and Cena's like four times the size of him. Yeah, no, it's 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 just impressive the way he just throws around weight. Did he was throwing them both exploder suplexes? He had an exploder off the apron. Uh, He did the one spot that I didn't like, just because like it didn't make any sense. I know you can't look for logic in pro wrestling because it's pro wrestling, but like. He made he made Zach Gibson put James Drake on his shoulders so he could like airplane spin both of them. Like, what was Zach Gibson's motivation to hold on to James Drake? He, like, he had he had none. Yeah, no, there was none. It was just it was so, a goofy wrestling thing. That's like very nitpicky, but Cornette probably fucking had a blood clot, an aneurysm about it. Probably. But. Uh, uh, Grizzly Young Vets have some great chemistry, and they've only been a team for like a year and a half. I think they. That's impressive because they 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 look like. They they wrestle like they've been a team for fucking ten years. I think they formed late twenty seventeen, like September twenty seventeen in progress. So they haven't been teaming together like that long comparably compared to like Mustache Mountain, who've been teaming since Tyler Bate was in diapers, probably. Yeah. Um and Trent Seven was eating fucking Shake Shack. I no, he's a vegan. He's not a vegan. <laughs> he's not. He's not I'm sorry. The, you will not suspend my disbelief on that. It's a, he is not a vegan. He went home and he had a fucking cigarette and some Cheetos. I feel like no one else finds it as funny as I do that his finisher is the fucking rainmaker. He does it well too. <laughs> he does it. He does. Trent Seven's awesome. Like no, he's great. I love the guy, but definitely not a vegan. <laughs> definitely, he's as much of a vegan as I am. Maybe he just became a vegan. Like, could you buy that? What ten minutes before the show? <laughs> uh, maybe. I would no. <laughs> Well, him and his, he looks like a bag of yogurt, <laughs> but like he's a wonderful bag of yogurt. I don't, I don't know what that, I love how his hair is like pale white. He's got the 97 flare hair. He does. It's Especially like, when he bleeds. It's mesmerizing. Oh yeah, he got, he got, he got cut open with like a shoot elbow to the back of the head. It looks pretty brutal from a uh, Mr. Drake. Drake has his face on his ass. I, I don't yeah. like, I don't like noticing that shit. But I like, mean, it's better than his ass on his face. I forget. I think it was December to this member, but Matt Stryker was wearing tights with his face on it, and like, 
he basically had a wedgie and like his face is up his own ass crack. And tazzing Joey Styles is so much fun just making fun of it. <laughs> And he's facing Balls Mahoney on fucking pay-per-view. Balls, balls, balls. Rest in peace. Yeah, he was awesome. On fucking pay-per-view. Thank God Matt it's not... Matt versus... Thank God it's not Balls Mahoney. Oh, Vince, Vince. Vince. I watched that yesterday. I feel like you watch that every day. I do, because he goes, he goes, the heck's not Jim Duggan's off to be my father. He goes... <laughs> <laughs> That's like me with the Suzuki Empty Arena match. Like, I watch it almost every day. I, folks, if you have never seen or not seen in a while Vince McMahon's illegitimate son reveal, watch it. It's, it's fucking awesome. Dude, like that was that would have been a good storyline if Mr. Kennedy didn't get fucking popped for roids a week before he was supposed to be revealed as the son. And they're like, "Fuck, what do we do?" The Swaggle. Dylan from Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. And Zach Ryder read that fucking note. Um, but yeah, uh, they hit like a double team code breaker thing. I know, I know when I know when Zach Gibson hits the code breaker on his own. It's he like called, launches him. It's called Ticket to Ride, and I think I think the double... oh, by the way, I love all the Beatles songs. Well, I mean they're from Liverpool. Yeah, so. I mean, no, I it's proper, and I knew they were there, but it's just it's listen. I can listen to the Nigel McGuinness say the words "helter skelter" forever. So, how do you feel about uh, the sh- shoes off if you hate Gibson thing? I'll fucking throw your tea all the way in the harbor if I ever see that again. My tea? Not your tea. Their tea. Nah, dude, don't discourage them. They're awesome. They're like the best crowd in wrestling. Yeah, no, they're wild. They they sing. But they, like, I, I, I just was... don't get it, and I don't know if I hate it because I hate it or I hate it because I don't get it. I feel like you'd hate it just because you'd refuse to take your shoes off if you were there. You'd be oh, like... I would take my shoes I take my shoes off all the time. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> You'd love, so you should love it. An excuse to take your shoes off at a fucking arena. But then I have to bend over, my fat ass over, and pick it up. Oh, poor you. Hey, Zach Gibson. Fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> it's distracting. You know? I'm taking my shoes off of Brock Lesnar. That's, that's what I'm doing. Anyway, what were your thoughts on this as an opener? Did Great. They get, they get you fired up? Great. I, I said they're the greatest openers in wrestling right now. <coughs> and... Uh, they have such good chemistry, these two. They're not done with their saga by any means. No, I think this is the start of a lengthy feud. Um, I should note, I won't spoil the actual tapings, but Sid Scalia, assistant to the general manager Johnny Saint, did say that Grizzly Young Veterans will be defending their tag team titles Royal Rumble weekend, but it wasn't said if that's going to be at Access or at TakeOver itself. I'd assume it'd be at Access if I had to Hope it's at TakeOver. I don't think I don't think it will be. Yeah, I mean that's a weird that's a weird title to slide in there somewhere. And just like I don't know, I feel like I feel like they want I feel like everyone who watches NXT doesn't watch NXT UK and they just be very confused when they say UK tag title match for no reason. Oh yeah, they have no idea. So I, I have a feeling it's gonna be at Access, but And good for those people at Access. Yeah, can't I can't I can't confirm or deny the You got a hunch. Yeah. He's got a hunch that's what's going to be. So up next, uh, Travis Banks was supposed to take on the Irish ace, Jordan Devlin. But earlier in the day, they did an angle in the lobby of all places where Jordan Devlin took him out, attacked the knee. And this is another logic flaw. Uh, and like I said, I know, I know you can't use logic in wrestling. But Jordan Devlin comes out, and then Travis Banks comes out. And Devlin just beats the shit out of him and like takes out his knee. And then Sid Scalia came out and said, I knew you were going to do this. I had a feeling you were going to do this. And it's like, 
Well, if you knew he was going to do it, why didn't you fucking stop him? Yes, that's, this is his job. Yeah, like... 136-year-old Johnny Saint's not going to do it, so it's, <laughs> that's his job. You just made yourself look like a geek. You're like, I knew you were going to take out your opponent, so I just got a replacement. Like, if I'm Travis Banks, I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you concerned about my safety? Like, you just want to fucking book your show? And but then out... I get it's wrestling and it can't make sense. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to give a fuck. So and then to face Jordan out. Devlin, out came Jordan Devlin. <laughs> I should have. I shouldn't have cut you off because I was good. That was, yes. Wow, did they look like? Dude, did you see that picture I sent you of them staring at each other and the yeah, refs? Yeah, like, you're like the refs. Like the refs. The refs full gone. Have full on Hebner going on. And it's weird because they're from the same hometown. Finn trained him, and like they they look identical. Yeah, it's... They have the same haircut. It's... it's Finn, un- Finn has a little bit more, like... Uh, his beard is a little more, like, defined and bushy. Mm-hmm. Devlin's a young, a younger man, though, so he's working on he's it. He's a young, strong boy. He's not a big, strong boy, though. No, he's not a big, strong boy. Although, I'm, he's probably older than Tyler Bate, so... I mean... Everyone's older than Tyler Bate. My little cousins are older than Tyler Bate. Yeah, but... Isn't that depressing? Yes, it is. Like, Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, and, like, Tyler Bate are all, like, our... Well, Tyler Bate's younger than us, and then Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm are, like, our age. We're getting old, brother. Yeah, and we're doing nothing with our lives. I'm sitting here at a table with mini wheat thins and Labatt's Blue. Don't ever talk shit in Labatt's Blue. And a plate full of, I believe, mustard. I hate mustard. Matt strongly dislikes mustard. And so <laughs> does Tony. We, we had things in a blanket today. Can you tell that, like, he's drunk and I'm trying to... I don't know. The Eagles lost. He's upset. So yeah, I, like I said at the beginning of the show, I think I said this. Uh, I was talking to my good buddy Jack Daniels today a lot, and I was sober like twenty minutes ago. But this shit caught up. Do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about our good friend the Undertaker on Twitter? Oh Jesus, he's the greatest. He'll just like tweet. He keeps me alive. He just will just ran with you like Dead Man Inc. <laughs> he tweeted his support for the Cowboys, and that 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 got me upset. But it didn't work out for him anyway. No, he he's just got to tweet the stupid shit. I think he can't Dude, like break character. Love, like, this is me right I love when he comments a casket emoji on Girlie's Instagram post. Though <laughs> I gotta go on Girlie's Instagram right now and see if he dropped any new ones. But uh, anyway, yeah. Um, how do I want to say this? I don't want to say buried because I don't necessarily think Finn Balor's buried. The pop this man got for the um, for like how underutilized he is is incredible. Well, he's still popular. He's so fucking popular. Well, yeah, I know. He sells we, like, the most merch in the company. We saw this in Wilkes-Barre when he was in I, the I dark I know, but match. I'm just saying, like, I know this is like where they're like, Vince, are you watching? But, like, Vince, are you watching? Like, I don't understand what else they need to see. He like, got hurt and it changed the whole perception of him. But he hasn't gotten hurt since. No, you're right. He's I, been back hell. Like, no, I don't. Like I, I usually, I you know me. It. I usually tell the company line on this, uh, on these ordeals. But yeah, I just don't get it. But you're right. He's just like he's the big one of the biggest fucking superstars in the world. Like he's the most likable guy ever. He was dating Kathy Kelly, but he's still like a strong LBGTQ. Did I say that right? I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. LBGTQ. That's it, right? Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Community like his his entrance. Unless they added a letter. I don't know. His his entrance his entrance at Mania was really cool. Like yeah. I, I I respected it. Um, like, he's the perfect company spokesman. Like, okay, he's not 6'4". Like, I just don't, I don't get what they want. And not to mention, he's, he's a 
one maybe the best in the ring in the company. Yeah. Uh, no, he's, no, he's not. But he. No, he is. Like he's top ten in the company. Yeah. No. Main uh, roster on main first count main roster. Yeah. I no one right now is better in ring than Seth Rollins. No, no. In that company. So. No, I I agree, but that. Finn Balor's still he's very, not far very behind. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it shows that they have a lot of faith in Jordan Devlin and they're trying to like build him up. Because they had like a 12-minute back-and-forth match. Uh, Jordan Devlin played a great heel. Uh, I didn't really notice this until I went back and watched it this morning. Jordan Devlin did the Balor foot stomp. He did the the, the Balor throw the arms up in the air like an asshole. And he was playing a, he was playing a great little heel. And he yeah, got a lot of offense in. He's a sneaky little heel. Uh, that match was what it needed to be. It couldn't beat Balor. No, you no. That was it. Was the right choice. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't too bad. I don't think. And they followed the rule of surprises. Bruce Prichard always says a surprise replacement always has to be better than the original. And Travis Banks is awesome, but seeing Balor just pop up, like we're like, holy shit, he's it's Balor. not fertile. Like, how many times did he wrestle in that building? Probably a decent amount. Yeah. And like, it was weird seeing him like do the arms up in the air on like a really short entrance ramp. But, like, it didn't look like out of place. People, people were fucking into it. Oh, dude, everyone lost their minds. Because he's that fucking popular. I know, and which is like, I could, I could go on a tirade on this all day. It's just. What are you doing, Vince? Get off Twitter and like get get call up Bruce and go back to booking at your pool. That's <laughs> very true. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed that. I think Jordan Devlin is a future top prospect. I guess I should say like a future player. Yeah, and I'm sure he could work babyface just as good as he works heel. I mean, he he literally basically is Finn Balor. We know Finn Balor is a great babyface, so. Their best baby face. I like that one. Up next, it was a man I was very critical about, and I guess I'm still very critical towards Eddie Dennis. <laughs> I just don't, I don't get it. Carcano through a planer. The Corbin, he's Corbin. He is Corbin. And then, but he, he faced the greatest he guy faced, of all them. He faced the man, like you. I I will no longer just call him Dave Mastiff. You gotta say the full name, Bomber Dave Mastiff. He was just—he looks like a bomber. He does. He does. He, like a bomber. The camera shake is the Dude, camera shake was top notch. It's awesome. It's—I said it last week. Like it's the only time they shake the camera where I don't want to poke somebody's eyes out with a stick. Um, this is a fun little brawl. The notice qualification uh, stipulation was a nice change of pace from everything else on the card. They used—they utilize the steps a lot. I was stumped when they pulled up the mats and like usually you see concrete, but I forgot they're in a ballroom. So it was like. It was like hardwood with like a ballroom like pattern on it. So that was that, that shit hurts. I'm sure that shit does hurt. I don't think they ever ended up bumping on it. I don't think they did it either. Uh, Eddie Dennis almost won me over when he had Mastiff up for a razor's edge and was like legit walking across the ring with him. That was impressive. You, you said the words "fuck" right off when he had him up there. Well, cause I, I I didn't buy it for a second, but it was impressive. Mastiff is a thick human being. He is. Uh, what's your ultimate thick guy match? We got Fatal Four. Wait, wait, we got Walter. Uh, Walter's not exactly thick though. Walter's just gigantic. Walter, Walter's thick, but he's tall, so I feel like it doesn't like. But uh, like, dude, he still has no neck. No, he doesn't. He's because he's yoked. But uh, Ishii's got to be. Ishii, Ishii's the OG fucking. Tamiro Ishii, uh, Dave Mastiff. Mastiff, I feel like Mastiff is more round than thick though. Biggie, Biggie's thick. Biggie's thick. And Rhino. Rhino, what what about Dozer, man? Otis Otis has to get some, be in consideration. Maybe Otis instead of Big E, but 
Rhino, uh, definitely. I feel, like, I feel like Ishii and Big E is like the ultimate one-on-one thick guy match. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. But Rhino has to be in Dude, there. Dude, Big so. E could do a full split. That's crazy. Yeah, no, he's ridiculously athletic. Do you want an athlete, man? Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, what are we talking about? There's no. Oh, uh, Dave Master got the win with the 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 cannonball through a table, which it's a cool spot. I don't I don't mind it. Uh, this match is what it needed to be. I don't. I think Eddie Dennis looked pretty good in defeat. I'd, it was a fun halfway point. I like Eddie Dennis more after than this after this match than I did going into it. So I I, I guess it has to be a success for that reason. I guess. Yeah. No. Uh, that's that's yeah. It works that way then. It's. it's Dude, you sounded really drunk that sentence. Did I? You know what? It works that way. <laughs> Sound like a who's that? Porky Pig. That's all, folks. Well, I started the way it is. Yeah, I know. People, people. <laughs> Never mind. Excuse me. I can't. I don't. I'm. I can't. All right. Uh, we had an NXT UK Women's Championship match next. I'll tell you off air. I don't want to. I don't want to say it on air. Uh, Tony Storm challenged Rhea Ripley. Tony Storm is so good. Yeah. And Rhea Ripley is rapidly improving. Yeah, Tony Storm is a, a level above everybody else I understand, in all women's wrestling. I, I understand why they want her on this brand, because they want her to be the face of it. But, man, I'd love to see Tony mixing it up with, like, Sasha and Becky and even Ronda. Uh, yeah. Her and Shayna, I think they had a match, right? I yes. think it was at the... the Royal Albert Hall show. Yes, I think. Yeah, that was yes, a fun yes, match. Yes, yes, yes. I'd love to see her and Shane have another match. Uh, Bianca and Tony could probably do some fun stuff. You know, she's awesome. She's you're right. She's she's probably gonna be the face of the division. No, I I get why they want. Yeah. Her. Plus, I, I plus I still think she lives in the UK. So yeah. like, well, no, she's Australian, isn't she? Well, yeah, but she moved to the UK when she was like 15. Oh, okay. But no, yeah, I, I mean, maybe eventually. But right now, she's where she needs to be. Yeah, I, I can't argue with this that. This match so. was great. So they, there was a lot of Storm Zeros. I think it took two three. or three, three to put uh, Rio away. So they kept Rio strong in defeat. Do you think the leaks had anything to do with the finish of this match? Just curious. I think it's the way they were going anyway, but the leak solidified it. Okay, that's fair. Like, it's not important. I was just curious what your take on it no, was. No, it's not important. But no, I, I like I said, I, I think this is the way they were going anyway. Um... The f- the fans supported her like when she when when she got that three count they went crazy, and I think that meant a lot to her because of said leaks and like all the negativity on the internet and she just looked so happy man when she won that title and I love I love when legitimate emotion comes out in wrestling like worked emotions awesome like Champa being a dick is awesome but there's nothing better than like legitimate pure emotion in wrestling it's the best it is and you could tell the difference oh absolutely and you could tell the difference very easily yeah no this was this was awesome she's great she's likable she's been through hell the last couple of weeks and she's got her title and i believe she did an interview where this is the this is uh her first time her mom saw her wrestle live since she was wrestling in australia in front of like 10 people at a warehouse and uh I guess they asked her mom, like, oh, this must be a big moment for you. And she's like, I don't care about that. I just met Triple H. <laughs> so Uncle Paul always goes over. Um, uh, Mrs. Storm. Uh. I, I, I want to believe he actually called her Mrs. Storm. Me too. Uh, so in the main event of the evening. 
whenever I see the Coffee Brothers, I just laugh because of what you said. And you don't even remember saying it. That's the fucked up part. No, I don't. How do you not remember saying this? You said, are they heels because their last name is Coffee, and in England they drink tea? <laughs> That's literally what you said. That's great. That's some good shit. That's great shit. You don't even remember it. I don't. God. I just spew shit consistently, though, so. Yeah, shit's accurate. Um, so Joe Coffee with Wolfgang and Mark Coffee. Uh, took on Pete Dunn. Took on. I don't feel. I feel like that's not proper grammar. Tookin. 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 Pete Dunn, or as he's, or as his shoot name is known, Peter England. Why is that not his working name, dude? Peter Thomas England. <laughs> he is. He is the most British fuck, and his and his real name is Peter England, and changing it. If your name was Mike United States, would you not would you, would you not wrestle as Mike United States? Mike America? Mikey America? Oh, that's a good name. Mikey America? That's that's a great great indie guy from the eighties. Oh yeah. Red, white, and blue, brother. The Patriot, Del Wilkes. He was basically just a Hall of Green. Um my first viewing of this match, I thought it was slow at first and went about five minutes too long. And I still that's that's what that was my impression on it. I still somewhat agree, but it was a lot better than the second watch through. Um, people are saying like match of the year, but first of all, we're like nineteen days into the year, not even thirteen days into the year. Well, I mean, the match 15. of the year, the match of the year last year was close. Well, yeah, but this was not better than Omega and Tanahashi, no. or or Osprey and Ibushi. You know, you're right. But that being said, it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. I think there's. Sp- Spot on the top rope when, like, they went for the, uh... Whatever happened there. Well, I think what... They got it right the second time, but the first time they fucked it up, and it just kind of, like... You know, when you have to do... When you have to do the finish... Well, it's not even the finish. When you have to do a high spot twice, like, it doesn't kill the match. Like, it didn't ruin the match, but it, like... you just like, oh, come yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... I didn't see the finish coming, so... They were, they were doing Near Fall City at the end of this match. And then Pete Dunne uh, hit the bitter end, and then Joe Coffey kicks out, and then he puts him in a triangle and, like, breaks his fingers at the same time, and that's, and that's enough to get the submission, which I would tap out if that would Yeah, I no, I don't want anybody to break my fingers. Yeah, I would, I'd tap out if he did that to me, but, like... You're a wrestler, man. I guess, like, do they think... Was there, was there a mentality, like, all right, we're going to keep him kind of strong by letting him kick out of the bitter end, and then he's just going to tap to this triangle? Like Maybe. I don't know. That's potential. So you only watched this match once, and that was well over 24 hours ago. So what, what, what are your impressions of it? I really, really like Pete Dunne. Yeah, he's great. Uh, this match, I'm going to watch it again because everybody said it was great, and I didn't get it that first vibe. I watched it the first time I watched it, so I'm going to try it again. Yeah, I definitely recommend trying it again because the whole show was better a second watch through. And then I know you were very disappointed when they put up the, the, like, the end of show graphic, but I'm like, Mike, just relax. It's coming. And then... The music hit. The same music used in the indie scene. And, like, it's literally, like, a piece of orchestra music. It's, like, symphony number Well, nine. yeah, well, they can use it because... That's what I'm saying. Like, they, they could... But, like, I'm still shocked they did. I The composer's been dead for more than 70 years, I'm assuming, so... Yeah. I think it's, like, someone's ninth symphony. But, like, I'm still surprised they did it because they've had the chances before to use... A... <laughs> Dude, you're... You're a glazed donut over there, bro. Yeah. I love it. A um, little booze. Win or lose, it's booze. Let's go, Birds. Go, Rams. 
Um, but anyway, Walter came out and looked very intimidating and then kicked Joe Coffey in the face. He is, like, I want to see him live because, like, my eyes would just be drawn to him. He's a great presence. He does. He is. He's, like, he's wide and he's big. He's, like, I think you said he has a better presence than Brock, which is not true, but it's close. I said maybe only Brock. Like, Brock, like, he, Walter's a great presence, but, like, I wouldn't put it that far, but his presence is fantastic. Um, I had another. So basically, what I was—I know you said you had no expectations for the show. My expectations—my expectations for the show is, I catch NXT UK semi regularly. Would this takeover be good enough for me to make the effort to at least watch it at some point during the week every week? And I think it did that job. No, yeah, I I, I like the idea of having wrestling on, like three in the afternoon. Yeah, and that's another thing. Um, this goddamn UK crowd, can we get them a pay-per-view? Yeah, they deserve one. Give them extreme rules. Like, just don't give them one during football season. Just I'm cool with any other one. Like, Yeah, very true. I like, think I didn't, that would be taken care of as well. I'll watch, I'll watch extreme rules on like 3 p.m. on a Sunday in July. Yeah, I agree. So let's get these guys a fucking pay-per-view. They stay up, they stay up for like 4 a.m. to watch a shitty Raw every week. Like, that's dedication if if i had to watch raw from like 3 a.m to 6 a.m every week i would probably never watch raw <laughs> i'm sorry was it last question <laughs> oh my god that awkward silence is so fucking fun i dude i wish this is a video show i literally have no idea what you just said yeah i can tell i can tell you have no idea what i just said please respond i'm sorry if if Raw if you had to watch Raw from three AM to six AM every week, would you even make the effort to watch Oh, it? absolutely fucking not. And these guys do, so they deserve Yeah, no, they deserve, they deserve a pay per view. Alright, so let's let's just get to the Kane fact of the week right after this, so my man could go to bed. This week's Kane Fact of the Week is brought to you by Jacobs for a better two oh five live. Wow, you remember that. The original a name for the Kane character was Inferno. Wow. Which could you imagine? Riveting stuff. Great stuff. Riveting. And that's going to do it for perhaps the worst episode in this podcast history. Yeah, I apologize. This was on me. I'm... They're all on me. All the bad shows are on Stop. me. It's never him. Don't, don't, don't listen to the iTunes reviewers. No, this is just me. This is, this is the MyTunes reviewers. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> but, uh... I like that. If we're... That should be a t-shirt. Your face of the MyTunes reviewers. Oh, well, I'll mark it down right in the, right in the dream. Dude, right in the dream journal. Bossman has been asking for merch ideas, and I just gave you one on a silver freaking bladder. Okay, yes, we're gonna do it. But uh, remember to follow everybody, the Turnbuckle Topics family, at TT for you with Ron and Liz in the rundown, uh, at Linz Be Honest, which uh, Linz, and uh, at Old School Pants. <laughs> At Old School Pants, uh, Chris Panero, the number one impact guy on the internet. I'm going to bed. Have a good night, everybody. Uh, Yeah. Uh, And follow us at Champions Pod for prosperity. And please come back next week. It'll be better, I promise. We will have... Oh, next week's the episode. Next week's the episode? Next week's the episode. Want to tell the people what the episode is? We're not going to... Next week's the bet. That's all you... That's all you need to know. Oh, that is next week. Next week's the bet. Oh, shit. You don't even know what I was talking about. Yo, you're, I, yeah, you're out of it. No, you, I thought... I thought we were... I thought we were in a week off. Okay.
because Rumble's in two weeks, right? Yeah. yeah so next week's oh, the bet. God. Next week's the bet. Oh, oh, stay tuned. Stay tuned for sure. And go sober up before I call the cops and get you in the public intox tank. In my house. <laughs> Way to fucking ruin the gimmick. You're supposed to be at Titan Towers or some shit. Good night and good night. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked it up. All right. Shut the goddamn thing up. <laughs>